0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and
1: welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I think we're going to have a delightful conversation. The topic tonight is capturing spiritual soul friends through painting and our guest tonight is artist Jenna Lynn um but before we delve into the topic, I just want to touch a little bit on um kind of like the rational mind, the analytical mind, the the mind that likes to measure and quantify and we perhaps we're all familiar with that mind. And then there's the the flip side of that, the other side of of structure, of organization of um linear if you will. And that's the the um, perhaps big mind, the nonlinear mind, The from the ego's point of view, you could even call it the unknowing mind. I like the notion of um, my unknowing mind knows much more than my knowing mind because there's so much I don't know. <laughs> but what we're going to delve into tonight is the idea of bringing in information that's not necessarily linear, not necessarily. Fits in a box that our that our analytical mind would have generated on its own, and it, it's a curious time in our human story because so many people are awakening on this planet. So many people are um, discovering a deeper truth, perhaps a deeper uh, a deeper purpose, if you will, for their life, and. Um, I think the episode tonight will highlight that quite well. And um, what I like about bringing episodes like this to the show is that um, oftentimes we're brought up in a in a very academic sort of way. We go to school, we, we get the paperwork done, we get the diploma and and we kind of fulfill the tribal expectation of what an education is. And then from within us, from inside of us, is this totally out of left field kind of um, aspect to ourselves. Um, Perhaps we're inclined to do something that doesn't fit the the model of our uh, family of origin. It doesn't fit the dynamics of... uh, uh, the the family we grew up in, or our religion, or our schools, or our culture even. And I suggest you these types of uh, situations will become more and more prominent as we discover how really multidimensional every single one of us is, how multidimensional we are with our consciousness, what we can learn in our sleep at night, how we can... Um, have an intention from a soul level that might not be in our uh, cognizant to our our ego mind, and and I think part of the evolution of our individual and thus collective consciousness is to be able to tune into these new sources of inspiration, these new sources of information that that are um, put there to help us discover how much bigger than we are than we've perhaps ever been told so uh without further ado I think it's time we could jump into this episode um, Janet is has been a lifelong collector of paint supplies um, The urge to put paint on paper became stronger than any fear, apathy, or time constraints. And what came about is an abstract expression of color and emotions. When mirrored for possible fabric design, it became clear that she was channeling so much more of the unseen world around her. She came to realize that this was a gift, creating these paintings, she could offer to others as well as a visual snapshot of the energies around them you can learn more about this at janilyn.net janily dot net j a n i l y n dot t and without further ado, let's get the show started welcome to the show
0: thank you now thank you for the great introduction
1: the Now, Janet Lynn, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, that's a nickname that Mm -hmm. you uh, came up with as a combination of a childhood nickname and your middle name, is that right?
0: Yes, Janet Lynn.
1: I like that. um, Thank you. So you're a painter and you paint... um, I don't want to like like a a bigger picture of of your clients is that right I mean not not in a literal sense where you're they're standing on a stool and you're painting their physical body when you paint you're you're tapping into a a whole different realm of um, information or aspects of their personality if you will and and you're putting that on canvas is that right.
0: That's right. I, um, I close my eyes and I tune into, um, maybe their higher self, their aura, the colors around them. Um, there's something called phosphenes and it's what, it's the colors we see behind or when our eyes are closed. Um, and I, I find that when I tune into people, I see these colors and, um, and that's what I put down on the paper, what I see um, energetically when my eyes are closed. And then I take it and I um, mirror it, as I would a fabric, for a fabric design, only when I started doing that, I started coming up with images in the mirrored or the the like sides of the, um, let's see. So if you take an image, you double it, and you flip one of them so that the like edges are together, that's what comes um, that's where I get the images appearing normally. Sometimes outside of that, sometimes without even mirroring it, they show up. And then when I mirror it, it's just that much more, that, that many more spirits right. or spirit guides that will show up. Well, let's, yeah. let's take a step
1: back and and get an idea of how this showed up in your life. I mean, was art always a, a prominent hobby of yours?
0: Well, as an interior designer, I think I've always had it. An artistic flair for color and design um, so when I think that shows up when I do art even if I'm not trying to I don't create realism I do an abstract type of art so it's not going to be me painting um, an angel or you know something that you would see right off you know it's going right. to be something that just happens to appear and I'm surprised, like everyone else would be, when something would show up that um, that you didn't try to paint. So, right. um, yeah.
1: Well, I I've heard that um, um, learning to paint well is getting out of your own way and and resisting mm-hmm. the, the urge to do it quote right and just let it flow.
0: Oh, so true. It's, it's putting emotion For me, it's putting emotion on the paper with, with the color. You know As a interior designer, you learn color has certain purposes in different places because of what it does to people. Um, like red would be energetic or yellow. You know it, Everyone knows if you put that in your room, it's going to evoke a feeling. And through learning about chakras, and learning through feng shui with my interior design, all the colors, you know, are related to each one of the um, modalities. So um, when I see the colors, I'm kind of relating it to a chakra. And I'm going, okay, this person may be, you know, in this part of their body, you know, where that, that's really showing in other parts, other colors don't show up at all. So it's kind of the they're at in their life at that time. may show up by the color that shows up in, on the painting.
1: Do you see that uh, as like always 100% of the time as a, an indication of a healing or a therapeutic information or is it sometimes um, uh, more inert as far as um, a purpose?
0: I really feel like it has a healing um, effect because um, it has what you see in the beginning. You know, sometimes people are taken back a little bit by what they see because it's not what they expected. But it's what they needed, I think. Um, When they, after I tell them just to live with it, put it up, walk by it every day. And you start seeing different things and it changes you as you live with it. Because you adjust. And, and things show up at different times. i have still seeing new things on um, paintings I've done two years ago. So it, it just kind of amazes me.
1: Well, I think it's kind of similar to the notion of reading a book.
0: We're um, oh, watching, like,
1: you know, um, The Wizard of Oz or whatever, where there's multiple yeah. metaphors. Mm-hmm. And you read a book one year, and chapter three really kicks your butt, and and then you shelf it, and you go through life changes, and you read it again, and this time it's chapter seven, so to speak. yeah Your paintings, um, your paintings have perhaps that effect of over time talking to different um, uh, levels or aspects of your um, of yourself, or perhaps your subconscious. Would you say?
0: I definitely think that it's true, mm-hmm. and it also deals with. It's what it's taught me is to go for it. Basically, you know, when I first saw this, I didn't, I didn't understand what was coming through me or what was happening, and it's you just have to kind of let go and jump. Sometimes in life, we live. You know, where people in school will do exactly what they think the teacher wants instead of testing themselves to do you know something more and, and sure. find out what comes of that also you know if you don't test yourself you'll never know what you can do and I feel um, like that's what I'm doing with this I've, I, the, more, sure. the, the longer it's taken me to get used to all of this that shows up it's like okay life doesn't fall down around me when I put myself out there it gets more interesting. Well, do you,
1: do you uh, like you use the metaphor of a student trying to impress a teacher, uh, or or stay in the confines of what the teacher is expecting when you paint for a client? Did you originally have an inclination of trying to stay in the expectations or the perhaps boundaries, if you will, of what the client was expecting for a painting?
0: Well, you know, I I guess I never know exactly what they have in their mind, but the That's fear does come thing. up with each one. Pardon?
1: That's probably a good thing. The
0: fear, yeah, the fear does. You know, it. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well,
1: the the, the notion of trying to paint for what the client expects as a painting, right? And then there's the notion of ignoring that and painting what information you're getting for the client
0: right and sometimes if i i'm afraid each time that it's not going to happen again because i feel like i don't know how to make it happen you know so if i get in my own way it's not going to happen but if i get out of my own way and just let you know let spirit move through me then i know i'm always you know, amazed at what comes through. Right. But if I try, imagine you know, then it's, it's not like, going to work.
1: It's like a, a muscle, though. The more you do it, the more um, um, inclined you are to do it again. I mean, the the repetition in and of itself um, reinforces that happening.
0: So Yes, definitely.
1: Well, um so I mean how do you how do you go to convey this um, i guess i guess etherical information? I mean, how does it get translated to the canvas as far as color
0: yeah. um, I use watercolor or oil paints, and um, i I meditate first on the client and ask my higher self to ask their higher self what messages or what information do they want the client to know. You know, what can I share with them for their best good? And so then I I look, you know, behind my eyes. When I close my eyes, I see colors will start showing up. And um, I watch them for a while to see what the pattern is. And then I go to the paper and I start putting the colors down. And once I've gotten to a point where I feel like I'm as close as I'm going to be, i going to go back and close my eyes again and check for anything else that I may have missed. And, um, and after that, I'll, you know, I'll take a picture and I'll do the mirroring. And you know, from there, I, I kind of feel when I'm complete. And sometimes it can be fast and sometimes it can take a couple of weeks. If it's an oil painting, I just you know, I'm, I'm not done until I'm done. But when I'm done, then I feel like, you know, you can't do anymore. And I've even worked on paintings where it just doesn't change. You know, as much as I try to change it for um, design, you know, correctness, it won't won't change. It will keep that color no matter what I add to it. So it's meant to be that way, and I need to get out of the way when that happens and let it be what it is.
1: Well, and and I imagine there's an art to that, pardon the pun, but of of getting out of the way of of and letting this flow through you, unbridled, so to
0: speak. Right. Right. And until that happens, you know, I'm blocked basically. So then I'll. Well, what... But when it happens, okay. it happens.
1: What kind of reactions uh, have you had with your clients and their paintings?
0: Um I it, it's been really interesting. Um I think they're they're pretty in awe and sometimes they're a little bit taken back by what they get. I you know like I said it's not that's the ones they've seen. They expect something like that, but theirs is going to be different and it, it what's really amazing is um it's like they're like personalities in each of the paintings. And sometimes they like another personality better. They like someone else's. It's like having a friend that you like the energy around them. They're going to like the energy around someone else's painting better than their own, which has been interesting to me.
1: Well, the, the notion of um, stirring up um, sub, subconscious aspects of ourselves. And I, what I really like about art is that it it kind of has to leave the um, symbolic mind um, behind. In, in other words, if if you write a book or if you speak a sentence, um, that's the that's the land of the symbols of words, and the ego no, lives, swims mm-hmm. in the the thought of words. But a painting, but a painting can kind of like blow past that with color and and images and patterns and kind of reach past our analytical self, if you will, kind of reach deeper in our psyche and stir up what really needs to get stirred up for us to Mm -hmm. uh, evolve as an individual, so it it seems like what you're doing really is is you're you're uh, conjuring up a a cocktail or a a, a medicine <laughs> that um, that reaches in inside of people to awaken a, a much deeper aspect of themselves that perhaps has been dormant for a while.
0: And and they're not always happy with that image because the images can be a little bit scary looking. You know, sometimes those faces look kind of mean, and they look like alien almost. So, um, yeah, it's like, how do you deal with that? Thinking, well, that's my in my energy field, and it's something that that scares me. But I, well, but it comes. I've had people that once they see it, they're taken back. But after a while, they they've lived with it, and they realize that. Um they all of a sudden they see it completely different. it'll flip, or they'll see it in a much kinder, loving way after they've come to terms with those feelings. Well, sure. if that makes sense
1: well it, it makes total sense so say I'm a raging um, um budhead you know some some and i don't I don't understand how. Stubborn and bullheaded and and angry I am as an individual because there's people out there that don't know a lot about themselves mm-hmm. and, and what I'm getting at here is so let's take the notion of desiring change I want change so let's use the example of prayer and so I I, I decide I want to have a, a more loving relationship right so. I want to have a deeper connection of love with people close to me. So I I pray and I say, you know, holy crap, I'm tired of this stuff. I want to have a more loving relationship. Now, in in the simple sense, the idea is that poof, and you have a more loving relationship. But that's not how it works. Everything right. that's incongruent in your being, everything that's incongruent in your persona has to get resolved for you to be able to even come close to having a more loving relationship. So when we pray, mm-hmm. we're, we're always praying for change, and and like it or not, that change has to do with us, <laughs> so your pain their their soul. I mean, you said before you start a painting, you you could contact their higher self, and and there's this um, this uh, visual medicine, if you will, that you create on the canvas that that reaches in their psyche and stirs up exactly the crap that mm-hmm. is getting in the way of them being a more fulfilled human being, if you will. Right. What do you
0: think? Well, that can happen and it can also, you know, where there's like, addictions will show up where you see a face of a spirit that you could, you know, in the coloring that would embody um an addiction, but it's still beautiful. You know, no matter if these images are scary or not, they're still beautiful and I think that really relates back to our souls, you know, they're beautiful. And it's not going to show something in you that isn't attractive, that you can't change, basically, in yourself. And I've done, you know, multiple paintings for myself. And each one is different. You know, at different times I'm, I've done them and something, a different part of me has shown up, you know, whether it's a, uh, I'll see a totem, of of different energies, whether it's like a little bear, little, there'll be a spider, there'll be a a warrior on his knees, there'll be an owl, and this is all in the same totem, a cat, um, a man behind a mask, you know? And it's like, those are all probably parts of me. Um, And I've seen, you know, some images that, wow. And I, you know, it looked like my grandpa, actually, on one. And it looked like um disembodied souls, it looked like they were floating around that something you'd see in a in a horror movie. Um so it's it's just you know, it's freaky cool I guess is what I'd call it.
1: Sure. Well, um now when you work with clients, um, is it always in person? Do do uh, no, I can just
0: talk with them. Mm-hmm. I can talk with them, and I, I get a empathic feel for, um, for people. Um, I could do it by Skype or whatever. I could do it on the phone. I could almost do it, you know, of somebody's um, – somebody I could do it for somebody else. You know, if, you, if your husband, somebody's husband came to me and wanted one of their wife, I can get an energetic feel of that person also without even really talking to them. You know, sometimes talking to them gets in my way almost. Um, so I don't need a lot of information because um, I'm not painting anything in particular. I'm painting the energy field and the right. magnetic field. Mm-hmm.
1: And so when you paint this, um, I mean, at, like a finished product, is it is is it framed, is it um behind acrylic or i mean how, how does it end up
0: Well, it kind of there's so many options of how it can end up. Um i i take the original and i um i get it for professionally captured so i get a good color rendering um to do whatever somebody would want with it. I can put it behind acrylic. I could do um pillows. I mean, i can do All kinds of things. I can do um, a large piece of canvas art. Um, It just, you know, with a digital world, the sky's the limit, basically. Now I can just do a small print that can be framed.
1: Right. So you you could pretty much work with anybody around the world then, is that right?
0: Yeah, I could. It would just be... um, go, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd just be the digital well, image that I would have to capture and then find out what they wanted me to do with it,
1: right, and f- pick what type of uh, medium and and perhaps um, would you mm-hmm. expand the pattern like uh, frame it or without creating a mirror image of it, or do you always follow a particular uh, protocol?
0: Sometimes the original is is the finished one. When I mirror it, I I don't. I can mirror it and show that also, but it's not always. Um, sometimes the original is the best. Uh, I can take it. can mirror it and create a pattern. You know, so if you wanted a small tiny pattern, it 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 creates a repeat like a fabric pattern, and it's really pretty cool also. So there's, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, whatever that imagination can come up with there, too.
1: Right. The sky's the limit. I can show probably.
0: different levels. I can show different levels and then have that person decide.
1: Well, I like that. Well, now, um, you didn't, uh, as I understand it, you didn't originally do art. You um did you first start off in interior design?
0: I did. I've been an interior designer for probably 24 or 5 years, something like that. And and, and, um,
1: and you brought feng shui into that. Um, how does working mm-hmm. with, um, to, to talk about that aspect of, of what you do, how does working with the space people live in, um, into play as far as um, do, do you uh, for feng Shui do you do you read their energy and and um, kind of tune into their persona and then turn around and apply it to interior design
0: well I can tune into the persona and, and what they want um, I don't necessarily try to change their minds a whole lot um, I explain you know sometimes, if they want something, maybe the pros and cons to making that choice. Um, but I feel like, um, and I feel like, to be adding color and texture and things to people's worlds will bring them so much balance in their lives. You know, we we light is made up of all these colors, and the um, the lighting we get in inside buildings now are so limited that we doesn't feed our souls and create health, like fluorescent lights, LED lights, they're all missing the essential red frequencies um, that we can't live without. So hmm. by adding color and seeing, you know, our eyes have a place to go to to catch, capture that color and those frequencies in our homes. You know, when I see a, an all-beige room, monochromatic with no color, I go, oh, my God, I would die of boredom. <laughs> I had a house like that. <laughs> but that's the you know the realtor beige kind of thing that people sure. respond to, thinking that's what I'm supposed to have to be cool, but I don't think it really feeds their souls much.
1: Right. Uh, it, it's like they're living in a, a showroom but not a house. They, they've they right. their house to sell it and not to live in it.
0: I usually ask them also, what color do you love and what color do you hate, because by I can really find, see where the balancer imbalances in their life. When, if you really hate a color, there's a reason behind that. You know, it may reach back into your childhood for some reason. But adding that color back in, in a color you can tolerate, in a tone you can tolerate, or a, um, in at least a little bit it's going to bring some balance back into your psyche. You know, it's like closing off a chakra. You can't close off a chakra and expect to feel balanced in your life. If you don't like orange, well, that's your second chakra. That's what it, it resonates to. So, you know, is you're basically closing that off right. by hating it.
1: Well, I There's mean, something
0: that's not evolved. Something you haven't really wow. dealt with maybe
1: sure well and and for you to bring that out is is a gift in and of itself because so often i think the things we suppress we're not even conscious of and i mean we don't want to deal with it so we don't right. give it any of our attention so we don't know about it per se
0: exactly it's it's closed off but by sometimes that color even that color of that chakra they'll so start things moving a little bit and you know, let something let let the change begin, I guess.
1: Sure. Well, I mean part of your um evolving um you turned around and 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 expanded your knowledge of chakras and you also worked with Reiki. Um mm-hmm. how does uh how does Reiki tie into um your your interior design or your paintings i mean does does that have an element of influence with those
0: uh, i definitely think so i'm a reiki master teacher and i've been doing it since early 2000s so um it it just you just become reiki basically and reiki is really just divine love so it's bringing divine love into what you do and who you work with, you know, the best you can. Sometimes personalities make it challenging or, you know, certain projects, but you do the best you can to leave everyone with the best um, possible outcome and feelings about that outcome so that down the road they're going to think kindly and lovingly about the process also of how they got there. So I guess that's Reiki. Reiki chakras, the colors... Um, i'm empathic, so I feel people in certain areas of my body I can see where they feel where they 're clogged and what 's not moving and some and then you know so i 've got insight into how I can help them in the process, whether they 're aware of it necessarily or not. Sure Because I work with some pretty difficult people sometimes, and you know it's still. They still come out feeling good about the process, right?
1: Well, so who would you say is your ideal client?
0: Um, anybody who um, wants to step it up, I guess. It's I'm 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 definitely a luxury in industry, being an interior designer. Um, But as far as you know, if you're wondering what's around you, if there's you think there's more, you're more than just This body you're walking around in, you know, those people who are looking for answers and are looking to really find out who they are um, and maybe who they've been throughout all lifetimes, not just this one. Because we bring our gifts, you know, if you believe in lifetimes or not, but I, I feel like we bring gifts from each lifetime to this one. And the challenge is to remember what those are because that's our purpose here. And it's really an easy thing, but we make it so difficult because it's it's something that's just part of who we are, and we think, well, everybody has that. Well, if they don't, you know. It's like something special to you to bring into the world.
1: Right, and to recognize it as a gift that you have to share.
0: Yes, yes, we all have gifts. Well, I like that.
1: Well, um, what kind of responses have you had from your clients?
0: Um, Which clients? As far as their um, painting. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they feel, um, they frame them and put them up and enjoy them. I've had um, people want more. You know, sometimes later on, I'll be playing with it and mirror it a few more times, and I find more images. And so I share those also. Then, um, yeah, I feel like they feel like it's something special to have their own unique art that well, is them. I like
1: that. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think this? Um, you were given this gift. I mean, what does it mean for you?
0: I have no idea what why I was given this. But um what it means is is I'm being trusted with something that's not an easy route necessarily to take. You know, it's it's not typical path, I guess in life. Um it's something that I feel sometimes like you know, people are rolling their eyes like okay, a little bit much for me, but whatever, kind of feeling. Um, but I feel like I've been giving it I've been giving it to share, to let people know that they're bigger than they are. It's bigger than they think they are. There's, you know, we all have aspects of our personalities. You know, if somebody asks you a question, who are you today? Well, at that moment, you're this way. But that doesn't mean that's, your, that's all you are. Being a, tomorrow, you're going to be a different way, and that's a whole other aspect of you. So what I'm seeing in these paintings is sh- a lot of aspects of people it's not just you know it's, sometimes it's just the essence, but other times there's a lot of aspects that are showing up right and um yeah, yeah. Well,
1: so like that's that. well i the the sense I get is the more you do this the more you the more paintings that you make and the more um. I don't know what the word would be, engaged or uninhibited or mm-hmm. maybe even the word fierce of, mm-hmm. of expression. I, th- I think this will, uh, I'm sure it's already quite profound, but I think it'll um, amp up or ramp up to um, um, very powerful um, images for people. And, and So I think it's, gonna grow and blossom as you honor it, which is what you're doing. So it's impressive.
0: Mm, thank you. Thank you.
1: It it's not e- always easy, is it, to to engage in this uh new dynamic of your life? I mean mm-hmm. did, did, it, did you always feel comfortable with it?
0: <laughs> you know, I was brought up uh, uh going to a parochial grade school from K to eight and in a very conservative church and you know when Reiki chose me which it does you don't you feel like you don't have a choice when it chooses you it's like okay I'm going to be doing Reiki I just want to I just need to do it and so each of that process it's coming to terms with okay this is not what I was taught that I was taught not to do any of this because I was dabbling and that was not a good thing. So, you know, dealing with the guilt, basically, as well as, well, there's something else. I can feel it. There's more. Is um, a lot to handle. And then with each with the feng shui. Well, feng shui has a lot of elements that go with it, too, that are more than their energy and their, the I Ching. And there's a lot of aspects that are more than what my growing up would have allowed. So, and then with, um, it just, to be doing spirit paintings <laughs> is it's like boy, I'm being tested here with a lot of things that i i didn't grow it was beyond my growing up belief system, but i I kept going with it, and i um, curiosity I guess brought me more things as I went.
1: So what would you say to the listener who feels like they're getting inclinations to do something that's perhaps outside of their comfort zone or outside of their upbringing? I mean, how do you make that transition?
0: Mm, I feel like it's step by step. It's um, you, you your curiosity and you start reading and what your interests are, you know, you kind of, um, you know, you want to learn about it and if you shut it down it's painful you know you're going to find that life doesn't work when you don't follow your path you're going to find that you are anxious you're depressed you're um you, you're feel lost um but once you start listening to those little bits of guidance that you get in your head you know that little bit of do this and you start action on that within a short time instead of shoving it away, life gets so much richer and bigger and more satisfying.
1: Well, I like that. I mean, you've gone from interior design into Reiki, into chakras, into feng shui, into spirit painting. Do you see this expansion continuing to more
0: modalities? I'm not sure yet. I guess um, I'm going to be putting together more things, you know, that, you know, be putting all my images in a book of some kind with explanations of what I see. And for other people to see what they see, it's like a Rorschach test sometimes. You know, people see completely different things than I see. You know, I can't see it, and that, but, but they're seeing it. That's what matters. And um, so I feel like it's something... If somebody wants to buy that book, they're going to be, I think, really enjoying what they do see.
1: Right. Well, what's the timeline for that book?
0: Um. Well, I have it all digitally captured for the most part, so I just need to compile it and um, do the verbiage. So it'll be I don't know, probably realistically three months, six months to do a good job
1: and what what format what physical format are you looking for in that book
0: um, I'll probably do like a cocktail table book or you know like a magazine kind of type of book so I haven't quite solidified it yet um, so, but I think as I go along it, it'll evolve in the way it should I can't think it all out. Sometimes I have to just trust that I'll get the inspiration when I need it.
1: Sure. But, but you, some, you keep progressing through it.
0: Yes. Sometimes I'm blocked, too. And I know when I can't move forward, I'm not supposed to. I wait for the next, you know, I just relax and and don't worry about it for a while, and then I'll go, oh, that that's it. That's the next thing, you know, and then I'll be ready to move forward again. But if I get da- down on myself and, and try and make it happen, then it'll be forced. Right. And I don't want it and to I'll, be forced.
1: It'll be lost in translation. Um, right. Well, um, so how do people contact you if they want a, a a painting done for them?
0: Well if they um I think your um uh, my website should be on the page there for Blog Talk Radio. So it's Jannywynn dot net, dot net. And my contact information is there.
1: And do you also work with clients for uh of uh, Feng Shui and Reiki and interior design.
0: I do, yes. And I have and examples of my work it, there too.
1: Um, is it distant Reiki, or or uh, do any of these modalities happen in person?
0: Um, it depends on where um, where the location is. I guess I do distant Reiki for sure. And we can talk on the phone and too distant Reiki or in person if it if it's logistically possible.
1: So what's next for you? How do well, you see your life unfolding in the next several years?
0: Several years. Well, I feel like I'm gonna continue on this path and um and I, I guess if I as long as I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing here and not shutting it down, um, I think new opportunities will show up. I don't have it in I don't have a clear fixed vision I guess, and maybe that's like the the broken rule of um of setting goals and that kind of thing. But it's kind of one step at a time for me right now. Well,
1: I, I and that think would be the idea of, of- Of not having goals is becoming more and more prominent as people, because I mean, uh, don't like when uh, spiritual painting started showing up in your in your psyche and your consciousness, and it was it it was such a distinct step to the left, if you will, of your upbringing Mm -hmm. of your culture. If you were to make goals based on what you felt comfortable with, it'd probably not include that. I mean,
0: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, the best so, laid plans, you know.
1: Well, the idea of not having plans and staying open and staying in tune with
0: yourself. Mm. That's definitely my, I love the freedom of being able to do what feels right at the moment, I guess. I'm not a big plan maker.
1: Well, I have an so, idea in
0: mind, and
1: so I, I, and just I, go I towards the goal. And I look at, at feng shui and interior design, and then on uh, and then painting. Well, what about painting um, buildings or interior walls? Mm-hmm.
0: I do. I'm. I think, color. You know, I'm. I love choosing colors for people.
1: But I mean, like a graphic I, painting, like like you would. With, ah. Uh,
0: well, in case I can say never say never. I guess I would. I just would have to attempt it and see what came up first.
1: Well, well, I think it could be curious. Um,
0: yeah.
1: When I look at, at the kind of the chemistry of of your modalities, it it seems like it might or might not fit. That's for you to decide. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, I I certainly see some correlation between it. Hmm.
0: So painting on a wall versus on canvas or a paper.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Right. What if you painted for a culture instead of a person?
0: Mm, I could. I paint for businesses. I could paint you know, I can paint for the energy around um any situation.
1: Like an basically institution like college or a school or Mhm.
0: Yes. And I had a feeling, um, in a space i was in i didn't have a good feeling in it so i put a i did a painting of that space and it was very clear why i wasn't comfortable because there were images that weren't of as much light as i as i normally like to keep myself in it felt very uncomfortable to me and it showed up in that painting
1: Well, that sounds very powerful. Definitely. That sounds like a powerful thing to do.
0: Yes. So it's basically there's um maybe it's channeling of some sort um, to be able to take that energy and put it onto paper so you can actually see an image of what you're feeling what I'm feeling in a space.
1: Right. Well, and and to use the visual spectrum, the visual arena, if you will, blows, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier, blows past the ego, blows past the rational mind, and and stirs us at a much deeper level.
0: Yes. And it's very obvious to more than just me. Anybody would look at that image and go, "Oh, okay, <laughs> got it
1: Well, so what would you say to the um, to the listener who who feels inclinations to engage in something, but they don't feel quite confident about it yet, and they don't feel perhaps like it's really even a legitimate um, thing like it might seem foo-foo or far-fetched i mean how do you mm-hmm. how do you go about rationalizing uh, maybe that's the wrong word but vetting or or tuning in to um, expressions within yourself that are are budding or or birthing out of your psyche i mean what 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 were some of the the struggles that you ran into as you brought your own modalities out?
0: Mm, I think first it was um, feeling, you know, kind of paralyzed, um, in, avoid, in maybe in an avoidance kind of reaction. It's like the you feeling like you should be doing something, but instead you do a hundred other things not to do that thing. Because you're maybe the fear that comes up um, around it, and you don't want to deal with it until it's so in your face that you don't have a choice. I guess there's um, you have to take action. So if someone, you know, it, you know, it's a curiosity. I think if anything, if someone feels like they've tried different things and they're and they feel like this is something that appeals to them, you know, what the heck. <laughs> Right. Try it. Sure. It's fun, I guess. Mhm. Right. It's not it's well, not you know, rocket science I guess. It's not like a huge medical surgery that you're having to undertake. That this is just like a painting with some energetic images of color. And um yeah, well if it's animals or if it's whatever that shows up, you know. It's your totem.
1: Right. I like that. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. Uh, do you have any, any any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with us?
0: Hmm, I think that was pretty much my closing thought. There's, um, If there's any interest, let me know. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, and it's enjoyable talking with you, Wes.
1: I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. It's been delightful having you on the show. Thank you. We've been talking with Jenny Lynn, and uh, the topic tonight has been capturing spiritual soul friends through paintings. And you can learn more about her at her website at JennyLynn.net, which is J-A-N-I. L-Y-N dot net. So I suggest you go to her website and look at the paintings that she's done and and look at the images on there and imagine what kind of images your painting would have and imagine what kind of um, uh, impact it would have on your psyche, how it would stir up aspect of yourself because when we talk about the evolution of our, uh, our human condition, when we talk about the transformation of the collective consciousness, it a lot of what we're talking about is really the shadow, the, the, the dark side of our past, the dark side of our persona, what we've pushed into our subconscious what we've suppressed over the years. And to really heal, to really be able to completely embody our potential, to completely embody our truth, we have to resolve. We have to unify where we had separated in the past. Healing comes from unifying ourselves. We never heal by separating and and suppressing and pushing away aspects of ourselves. Sometimes we can have a painful memory of the past. We can have a painful attitude or a belief from the past. And until we, we look at that pain and we feel that pain and we understand that pain and we transmute that pain, until that happens, we can't truly genuinely heal ourselves. We can't truly, genuinely be in, in balance in the totality of our personas. We're, we're multi dimensional beings, and multi dimensional beings over time can create quite a collage of unresolved um, aspects of ourselves. You could consider them karmic imprinting when we look at where society is going, where the collective consciousness is going, we're looking at the healing of our past. We're looking at the healing of the separation. We're looking at the reunification back to oneness, back to wholeness. And and there's many, 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 many people on this planet that get that. And they're doing the work. Like like. Uh, Janet, our guest tonight, is, is doing the work, is showing up with these modalities that help us um, reach, reach through our analytical mind, reach through our pattern self, if you will, that, that common self where we spend so much of our time, and tap into a much deeper aspect of ourselves that really isn't that um, um, obvious to us. Um, the a lot of what we have to heal doesn't show up in our day-in and day-out interaction. It doesn't show up in what our egos would choose to do, but when, we, when it does show up through, through processes and modalities, those are powerful opportunities for us to heal ourselves. We're living in a very exciting time in our human storyline. As you, the listener, can reunify yourself to heal yourself, to grow your understanding of who you are as a soul personified, to grow your understanding of your life purpose here on earth, and then really, really own it, to really embody it, to stand in your own shoes with a knowingness that this is why I'm here, this is what I'm here to do, no matter what anybody else thinks of it. For you to do that with a deep sense of knowingness, that's the thing that's the thing itself. That's the that's where peace gets anchored. Where peace is anchored in your own knowingness. There's a sense of comfort that happens in your own knowingness. And when you exude peace and you can live in comfort in your own skin, you're the personification of what so many human beings are looking for, are longing for. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Life's a powerful thing. And I suggest to you this lifetime, this part of our, our human dynamic, this chapter of our human story. Is a very powerful time to be walking the earth, and if you're listening to this radio show, you're you're pretty much well established on your spiritual journey. You're pretty much well established on a desire to grow yourself. So don't don't run away from your your purpose. Don't uh, there's nothing to fear in discovering the power of who you are. Humanity is very hungry for people who can embody the truth in a very authentic and pure way. You know, it's always my pleasure to bring you episodes that give you opportunities to do just that. Here on the new Human Living Radio Show, we, we, we seek out the guests that can bring us modalities and information and understanding so we can tune into a deeper relationship with ourself and and to embody ourself at really a, at a soul level living i'm your host les jensen it's always a pleasure spending this time with you i want to thank you for joining us tonight and showing up for yourself until next time thanks for listening
0: this has been a new human living radio broadcast You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.